Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ever notice the more like the more luxury shit niggas have on, the weaker their peace sign is? Yeah. Oh yeah, because you one don't of these. yeah, be like, nah. <laughs> 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 if your outfit is ten grand, your peace sign be salty yo, as shit. Yo, <laughs> but if you got that Walmart white tee, your shit stands at attention. <laughs> sharp, Joe's be sharp, dude. That's a Reebok peace sign. I need peace. I need this shit. <laughs> I don't have the money. I need peace. peace. Booty butt cheeks, booty butt cheeks, there it is, there it is. Hello to our little mamas and our Gentiles alike, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that they planted that gun on Gilbert Arenas because they couldn't stick him for the cocaine he had fallen out of his socks during practice. This motherfucker was supposed to go to jail and instead they just gave him a season-long suspension. Come on, mm. tell him. Tell him. <laughs> mm. Come on. He was in big trouble, baby, and they had to they had to give him something. He really had no chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of the more apt names in sports of all times. It's so funny because he's he is just a nigga from Arizona. And so you I think in my mind, I'm like, there's no reason for him to act like this. Like, you don't have to be this guy, but it's just who the fuck he, he is. He is that guy. And I appreciate the energy. He don't even talk like the person that he is. He but does he not. is. As someone as someone in the same boat. I respect it. I recognize <laughs> I recognize my energy in another and I appreciate it. 
It's like, how is he bullying Swaggy P? This doesn't make sense. But he's doing it because he's got that dog in him. That's all you need. It's not a vocal thing. It's, it's interior. It's, it's something at the core of him. Right at the, the goddamn mantle. Underneath the mantle is, is Gilbert fucking Magma Arenas. That nigga goes crazy. I love it. I love it. I love it with a guy with a very normal voice that you would think would be just like, a nice dude is just a monster. Well, he sounds like he he be uh, refilling the waters at your work, and instead he's just a goddamn animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sounds like he's never touched a cigarette in his life, yet here he is, stock full of cocaine. <laughs> and it's not even because he's scared of it. He's just like, nah, I saw what it did to my uncle. I don't yeah, want that. Yeah, yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> Feels like he would adopt a baby outside of his race, but no, he's nah, a monster. Nah, he's a he's <laughs> one of the worst humans on this here planet Earth. But, <laughs> but worst I, is not the fair <laughs> word. I don't think that. I think that great is a word that has no morality attached to it. Hey man, it's simply I, a size <laughs> issue. I think there's a bunch of people who side with the devil, and and frankly, if you're comfortable inside of that, I'm not here to judge it. I'm here to support you. I think. And now, before we introduce our guest, let's just keep it clear. I think in your heart, you would also like to side with the devil. I think so, yeah, yeah but I think, you, you just I, have think a I, I am a Gilbert Arenas nigga who, whose voice matches his body. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. I am who I am the same way Gilbert is who he is. I think so, so my desire to be evil and devil worshipy is superseded by my spatial awareness and, and fucking sense of self. And if I'm not being too forward, I'll say that's, to me, one of the more charming things about you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, man. You keep the <laughs> devil at bay. <laughs> I need that devil right at bay. And, yeah, and, it, that's, and listen, that's it's not even like a fucking harrowing battle every day. It's like, yeah. nah, I, I see you, devil, but yeah, you got to stay out there, man. <laughs> but you're like, I know you're in here. I, I see you in the room. And it's I like it. It's like that friend you hang out with who you can't invite in your house. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you know you can't. Yeah, come on, man. You you're lucky you I let you in the garage. You steal. <laughs> I fuck with you. Look, yeah. hey, I fuck with you, but my mom, she don't fuck with you, man. You can't I like in. you, but there are children in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today is someone I'd invite in my home. Uh, oh, I, 100%. He could come in my house anytime he wants. He, he's so fucking funny. He is a returning guest. We haven't had that many returning guests. It's no. actually not a, a common thing, uh, but he, he's back and he's, he's fucking phenomenal. You know him from the Airbuds podcast. You know him from the Brandon and Jamel podcast. You know him from all, I think he has 88 other podcasts. Yeah, 87, so 87. One just got canceled. <laughs> we just got canceled. We had a thing on, um, we were doing, Timu was doing media and they just canceled. <laughs> You're going to really want to get that Timu app. Yeah, I had a, it's a, it's a, a limited run podcast about illegal throwback jerseys. and Bill Burgess you know made a saying? movie about it. It's called Real Hoopers uh, Tap In. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't do well, but. Fabulous called every week, but but otherwise. Still, people, I could not get niggas to listen. Fabulous <laughs> calling in. I know the distributor with the Chinese niggas. He was downtown. <laughs> I know. I know that you have to introduce him here in a second and say his name. But I will say, just for the record, I have bought a illegal throwback out of a backpack from this guest. This before, is whoa, and I still wear it. Nice. 
Whoa. It's still there. Let's go cool. get it right now. That's a great bootleg, man. Oh, it's a it's a beautiful. It's got the tackle twill. Oh, that tackle was what twill. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask. Was was are we talking about? Because you said illegal, and I wasn't sure if these were like these were just hot jerseys, or if this was truly like no, this is made by a man who is not the man who makes these. Yeah. A little bit yeah. more. Yeah, that's exactly that. <laughs> and nobody could tell. Every time I wear it, people's like, oh, that T-Mac's hard. Whoa. Also, can I ask you guys this about illegal shit? And this is just a business question. So <laughs> Whoa, this is the wrong podcast for that, my man. But go I, ahead. It's, I'm framing it as a business question. It's just a, it's, I got a chance. I got a chance to come up on like a lot of fake Louie, but it's mm. very good quality. But the issue was like my <laughs> the, the whole, issue is you keep telling it to people on podcasts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, this is you are my friends. You don't know where it's gonna come from. <laughs> but now when I see you and Louie, I'm just gonna be like that nigga. <laughs> that nigga lying. Yeah, but maybe I'll mix it in with some real, so you don't know. Uh, the next big, the next big he posts him Louie down with the rag <laughs> with the scarf too, the belt showing. <laughs> just stuff they stuff they don't make. I got Louie wristband. Yeah. <laughs> No, what I was going to say about this Louie was like, he was like, we could get a lot of Louie from China, but you can't use your real credit card. You got to buy a gift card. Oh, no. You got to get a preloaded gift card because they'll take your information, but they do deliver. No, man, don't do this. If you had a fake identity stashed for an occasion like this, I would say go for it, but. No, nah, once they start talking it? about you buy a gift card, it, this feels like you're right. in on something fucking crazy. But I think if it works, it's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's I think it's funny either way. Okay. I'll say that right on the record that that I I will get a hearty laugh out of your choice in either direction. I don't think that this is going to end in like fucking prison time or some shit, but but I do think you're taking you're taking a swing here when you but start also, fucking around with credit But this cards. is this is a this is a mutual acquaintance, acquaintance. Our guest <laughs> knows him, has done work with him. I had a he, feeling I knew who you was talking about. You know about. who it is. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. He's a good guy. He's a we, great guy. We've made plays together many times. That's Most what I'm certainly, saying. yes. Yeah, you made plays with the... It's, we, like, listen, bro. Okay, if, okay, so if you have a history with this person, yeah. that does change the answer. <laughs> I'm not a monster. I'm not just having dudes come up on the street saying, hey, I got this loot for gift cards. <laughs> Bori, and I, I mean this as respectfully as I possibly can. It's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt. If anybody in my life is the type of person that would have people come up to them and offer them a deal on loot, <laughs> Louis Vuitton from China via gift cards. It's you. I'm a very good bad boy. I'm a very good bad boy. <laughs> what a perfect... That was a perfect drop, my man. Yo, that might be the best one I've ever done. <laughs> you went fucking crazy with that one. I'm not even gonna hold you. That was fucking phenomenal work. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that might be the best. That's I think that's I think so far as far as as long as we've been doing this, yeah, that was that was the best. <laughs> that was so good. It worked out so. It was like I was worried because he said it twice, but it was even better. Nah, it got way better because you needed that first round to really know what he's saying. Yeah, that just yeah. Some Olivia's right. Somebody's gonna crash their car when they hear that. That's that was fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Our guest today, <laughs> we haven't even fucking introduced him. Uh, he's a returning guest. He's so fucking funny. You've already heard a great comedy from the man uh, in conversation, but now you know who he is. Jamel Johnson, everybody. What I actually good. am 1.4% Nigerian African. I'm a sister. Okay. Oh, that wasn't <laughs> as good. Not what? as good. I'm sorry. I tried to go. I think I got cocky after that. Yeah, little. you got to chill. You yeah, got to take right. this season off and you're just. Right. You're right. You're right. You're <laughs> Just hold that championship trophy, baby. On a related note, shout out to Gilbert Arenas. Uh, <laughs> Yo. He is the devil. Uh, <laughs> the only nigga to play basketball in Air Maxes and Creative Rex. He played on, in an NBA game with Creative Recreation sneakers That's on. The nigga nuts. came from the club and took off everything but his shoes. That's nuts. That's nuts. He's out of his mind. <laughs> That's insane. He's a king. He's a king. He's a king. That's he got a so snap crazy. off suit. He wore a snap off suit to the club. And <laughs> left his shoes on and played in the game. Bro, it's he's nuts. Have y'all seen that video where he's just he went to Swaggy P's house? Oh yeah, and it was a, just like terrorizing this nigga. Terror, like but classic. his child, not yeah. terrorized Swaggy, he terrorized his his child. Yeah. He, he literally stole the child's scooter and threw it like 40 feet away from him. And then Swaggy P was like, bro, why you do that? He's just like, fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, man. He's uh, nuts. An inspiration to us all. Man. Well, <laughs> Jamel, you came with a non-Gilbert uh, Arenas related conspiracy theory. Uh, one that I think was, I would say was, I believe, written in the original pitch of this show, uh, and no one has touched it. Everyone else was afraid to bring well, this the fuck listen, up. Listen, I, I say this as as we are three niggas trying to succeed in Hollywood. I, as I bring this up, yeah, it's all love what I'm about to say. <laughs> I bring this up with nothing but love in my heart. <laughs> all niggas involved need to know that this is love here. You hear me? It's, I'm just doing a podcast with my friends. Yes. I, I think we're we're treading into to very scary territory How for a lot of people. How did you get here? <laughs> bitch, I caught the bus. Nobody supposed to be here. Well, bitch, I came to fuck. I'm back. Oh, man, you went crazy again. Yeah, that was a snapper. That was a big <laughs> You know, it's nuts. It's, it don't even really make sense, but it no, makes perfect sense. It's just a feel thing. It's just yeah. a feel thing. <laughs> but you said, Jamel, my mama told me. The secret affair of Eddie Murphy and Johnny Gale. Listen, man. That's what they was, my that according to my mom. Being mm -hmm, from D.C., mm -hmm. Johnny Gill being in the closet is a D.C. rumor. Every time the quiet storm would come on, they play my, my, right. my. Somebody's like, yeah, you know, blah, mm. blah. And, uh, but y'all told like, me that Eddie, wait, I are think you they, saying? Are you saying that this is what what people around you are saying when the quiet storm is playing? Are you saying niggas were calling the radio to be like, "Hey, y'all <laughs> oh, just played that new Johnny Gill, but you know that nigga gay." Both, son. I'm saying both things Whoa. on the table. I know that WHUR had to sneak screen some calls. Yeah, I know they did. I know yeah, they I'm did. calling to talk about Johnny Gill sucking Eddie Murphy's dick. Put me on the radio. 
<laughs> Put me in right now. <laughs> now, do I think this is true? I have no idea. I do yeah, not know. All I know is some timelines match. I've seen some photos of Johnny Gill in some real deep cut cardigan V-neck. <laughs> like a deep, like a like the V on the cardigan is below his belly button with the big that's boy cross. V. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's yeah, a look. <laughs> it's a strong look. He <sighs> now were they now now was Johnny just crashing at Eddie's guest house? Or were they or were they just pals? Did they just happen to do Boomerang and the Boomerang soundtrack at the same time? Did they start <laughs> dressing the same in the early 90s? I don't know. That's, that's okay, though. I do think okay. good friends can do that. I don't think dressing the same is always an R. Kelly Aaliyah situation. You, you a- think that historically there are a bunch of instances where grown men dress the same and that we were, like, accepting of that? I think that if we look into our hearts and we tell the truth, we can admit that we've all done that, yes. Were you like, you were with your boy and you were like, hey, dog, let's wear this outfit. This Not that, but like, we are so, we're together every day. We hang out all the time. We kind of dress the same. It could happen because what happens when one person gets a five pack of tall tees? <laughs> Come on. Somebody Come on. else might get a pack of five. <laughs> Let Foot me borrow one of them the tees. Two- Okay. Foot Locker had the 5 for 20 deal for different yeah. colors. I guess to your credit, I, I will say that I, I am omitting the tall T era from my head when I'm thinking about this. I'm, I'm thinking s- of more distinct dressing styles and shit. Like the t- early 2000s was a dangerous time because we were all just desperately holding on to junk. Do you know what oh, I mean? We were I just trying to make weird. fucking garbage work. Brother, on our, our bodies, whereas like lying. other eras feel like real fashion and shit. Brother, I've been to a party with three other dudes I arrived with, arrived with, all wearing double knee dickies. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, we wow. we made we wow. made some insane choices, and they let all y'all in. Huh? They let all y'all in. Well, <laughs> one of us walked through the side door, but that's besides the point. <laughs> no. <laughs> It, we were going crazy. So I, I I have trouble with the 2000s, but there's never been an era, I think, personally, where I was like intentionally being like, yeah, me and my boy dressing the same and going to the same places together. Listen, I, I, come on. But have you also maybe been to a party in Kisterman's? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I'm nope. saying that's that not is, for me. That's and that's why I'm saying that I think that this could be a platonic friendship. You you genuinely believe in the possibility of of this not being sexual and just being two men bonded in the nineties. I think well, they there are friends lev- to this day. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think there's a level of of male bonding that is maybe more intimate than just homies that people don't really feel like acknowledging until this most recent generation. I guess we're... Like that, I'm going to die about you, twin. That's what that is, right? That's like... Yeah. I And I guess where I do agree with you is I do think that those levels of bonds exist, right? Where that is just like, uh, truly, that is my fucking partner. That is my dog. We are We are tethered in a way that I can't undo... 
You was on my left titty. Yeah, here's where I get a little weird about it, or at least question it, is I didn't form none of them them bonds in my 30s. That shit happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that shit happened at like a young formative age, not while like I was the most famous human being on the planet. Hey, just that because feels lightning like, doesn't strike you doesn't mean it's not real. Mm, Whoa. Heavy. That was a big time. That was a big it didn't not hurt my feelings, but I do respect what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel painful to hear out loud. <laughs> but I do respect the words. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, I mean, and you everybody's got their side to this. I'm just saying that I think it's possible that they just had an intense bond. Also, and th- and this is this is what I first had thought when I heard this conspiracy. I have never heard the Johnny Gill. I had heard that it was Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Mm-hmm. Of course, yes. That was yeah, the classic. one I heard. So that was always kind of where I had written on that. And Jamel, I'd love to hear where this originated from you. I think I had heard both. I think I had heard it was more of a generational relationship thing. So in the beginning, it was Arsenio Hall, and then he it became Johnny Gill for whatever reason. But, Do you think Arsenio just got too busy with the show? He was like, because, I mean, we've all used that excuse, right? I'm working yeah. so much, I can't have a girlfriend right now. And I will say that there is there is a period in in the Eddie Murphy fucking Didn't want to acknowledge you said that, Langston? All right. <laughs> Wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Because <laughs> I for sure did. I didn't yeah, yeah. That shit I saw both of y'all go quiet like, on me. I saw. That's why I'm the Gilbert Arenas of this podcast. <laughs> so I was like, mm, he got it. So he's, he's going off. Go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah, you're not gonna drag me into it. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're not gonna force my hand. I don't want to. You know. If all right, all right. No, that's cool. That's cool. There, there is a period where Arsenio and Eddie don't feel like they're as close anymore. Like they're not making films together. They're not really hanging out. They're, they're sort of like out of the public eye. And maybe there's an argument to be made that that's where the relationship starts to wane or has faded, and Johnny Gill is filling the void in between then. Like post coming to America type of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that was when they were about as tight as can be, it felt like. Yeah, and then suddenly they weren't, you know what I mean? They weren't, like, publicly beefing. Obviously, Eddie went on the show and shit, but it didn't feel like they were, like, fucking partners anymore. Mm. It felt like, nah, y'all y'all just cool now, and, and that's different. It also might be a change in relationship dynamics. I think a lot of times, especially entertainers who are kind of the man, if their man gets on, now all of a sudden they're not like, you know what I mean? It was cool when you were Simi and you played my man slave in a movie, The Royal Penis is Clean, Your Highness. But now you got your own show. You got the dog pound. You got Maybe your own it, penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also clean. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so it could, could, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was not, he did not have a dirty dick. <laughs> Jamel, where, where are you with this? Both the dirty dick and, and the beginning of this conspiracy. So, I mean, it starts with Johnny Gill. Like I said, being from D.C., this was kind of a rumor that he was in the closet, which I didn't, which I was like, I mean, hey, who knows? You know, sure. I don't know. I, like, uh, sure, I've never, I don't, like, I don't know who Johnny <laughs> Gill's dated. 
why would I? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, I, and it's like, at the same time, I feel like, like, in the 80s and 90s, like, the pressure that R&B niggas was under to, like, want to have sex with women must yeah. have been so intense. Like, like the pressure, you know how, like, comics be like, like, you have to tell the truth on stage now. You know, people, like, when you say something, like, people are checking what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Right, you're getting, we're the, getting fact-checked The Hassan Minaj uh, of it all. Yeah. reflex is, yeah. is live and well. It's really shit. And I think R&B niggas in the 80s, it was like that times a million because it'd be girls at shows like, oh, yeah, you singing about, oh, you want to, oh, you want to, you want to rub me the right way? Well, here's some pussy right here, nigga. What's up? Did, yeah. You better fuck me yeah. right now. You better yeah. fuck me right now. Yeah. I came here to fuck you and only you. Whereas I think now concerts, people are like, I came here to fuck in whichever direction. I, I can find a dude in the crowd. I can fuck the star. It don't really matter. In the 90s, it was like, I came here for Keith Sweat yeah. balls. Yeah. I don't want no other balls in my, my body. Face. <laughs> all over your body. Your yeah. specific body. Yeah. No other and body. So that's, and so that's a lot. So if Johnny's not like out with a bunch of hoes, they sure. And it kind of didn't really, it had no steam in my head until I started seeing recent pictures of Johnny with the deep V-necks. I'm like, well, that's not a, <laughs> this, this level of a V-neck is somebody who is sexually curious. Yeah, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I could say about that. And then I started thinking about like, okay, so Eddie in the early night, like this would explain why distinguished gentleman wasn't a hit. Like just mm. being in a secret, like a relationship that you can't talk about. You're pretty distracted. You're trying to make distinguished gentlemen. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a good because what happened to that movie? That's a good point. This is why just the fact that Distinguished Gentleman wasn't good kind of started to make this like, hmm, I could see why. Yeah. Now, do you take do you take the Distinguished Gentleman not working? Do you feel like maybe you take that a little more personally because you're from DC and of it course. is a DC based movie? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Mm. We all were supposed to have parts in that. I, I auditioned for that. <laughs> <laughs> I auditioned for Little Nigga 6. There was, was supposed to be a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I will never get it because Johnny had his, his mouth on Eddie. <laughs> and why, do we keep, why do we keep going back to that being the dynamic? That... that that Johnny had his mouth on Eddie? Yeah, we don't think it could have gone the other way. That Eddie had his mouth on Johnny? Yeah. I think it was mutual. I think they oh, both okay. put their mouths on each other. Double mouth time. Yeah, I, I don't think the only one of them got uh, their dick sucked ever. I think they both did it, if that's the argument. I, what if not... it was just like a group thing? Well, okay, let's talk about this, because I do mm. think... I think that there is a level of, that is a type of friends as well. I, I do think that there is, and this uh, often feels like uh, at least a root of all the gay rumors that happen in Hollywood, is that I think when you reach a certain level of success and fame and, and money and status and shit, sex changes. And it stops just being sort of like this, this you know, fucking analog version of like, Hey, me, my wife, we have sex. That's, it is what it is. And I think these motherfuckers open up their worlds and like try different shit and do it with a bunch of people in the room. Cause why right. not? Right. I've had all the sex. And if I'm in a novice entering this space, y'all niggas gay. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. even know how to explain what the fuck I just saw. So, yeah, you're gay. And that may not even be true. It just wow. is you don't get it, bro. Wow. Langston positioning himself to be an elite one day. I like this. Come on. <laughs> hey, we're not doing the show to, to, to we're trying to build the bridges. No, we I feel it. I feel, I feel it. I also, I also think that that's a very good point, though. I think that at some point it becomes like a bacchanal orgy type of situation. And yeah. maybe some people don't understand that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, they love, they do, there's a bunch of people there. And yeah, it, I feel like it may be like a Studio 54 type of situation. You know, yeah. we're upstairs. Some people are dancing. Some people are fucking. Sometimes Johnny and Eddie are dancing or fucking. Sometimes they're like, but maybe they, maybe it's just like because they were both on the same wave, that's what's kind of caused them to bond. Because you sure. you bond with people that you kind of do dirt with, you know? Yeah. No, those are the people I'm probably closest to is the <laughs> ones that I've <laughs> that know my secrets. Yeah, exactly. 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 And not I'm not saying I understand. I'm not sex shaming. I don't think sex is dirt. But I think in the 80s and early 90s, these type of parties were considered maybe like an underground fetish type of thing. It's like when you know cute communities are so tight, like you see furries and they're like tight with each other because they share this thing. I think it. I think even if we are not calling it dirt, it was considered dirt of that era. And in that way, if you are a celebrity of a certain status or specifically a black man in a community that or that specifically is making art trying to to engage the black community, the fear is that they are going to label my sexuality, my sexual behavior, whatever, dirt, and now I'm going to lose my entire fucking fan base. Like, I don't even think white people are aware of Johnny Gill's existence. I think they can't see that nigga. I I don't think, I think you're completely right. I've tried to bring up LSG at, like, white gatherings, and it never... That's a big mess. Yeah. Never goes well. Yeah, he's like a ghost in a room when they walk in. It's Which like... is strange that they miss. He was in New Edition. I mean, arguably not the best New Edition, but New Edition. Yeah. He wasn't in the New Edition that white people know. Right. I know them when they were cute. They was were... he in mint condition? No. No, no, no. No. Was New Yeah. Wait, and, it's, and I'm sorry for derailing this. I just Mint Condition was a New Edition reboot, right? Or was Mint Condition other dudes? I think there were other dudes. dudes. Yeah. Other oh. dudes, different different beaters, a whole different thing. I didn't know that. <laughs> different man. beaters. <laughs> yeah, they had different beaters. Different color beaters. <laughs> I didn't I whoa. I, I don't know why. I thought that Mint Condition yeah, I thought it was completely unrelated. I thought it was in the new edition universe. See, this is a problem, man. I be getting caught up when shit rhymes. <laughs> 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 I just I just imagine you explaining that to your doctor like yo I'm not dyslexic it's just when shit rhyme it like this nigga Dr. Susan's trying to kill me I make he's trying to fucking destroy me I, it is it's, oh man this might be this is actually helping me because it is when shit rhymes I do think that it's related <laughs> does that make sense yeah of course. I don't like I don't I like the way that. you guys went quiet. Like 
I, I just think, and I can only speak for myself. I just think it's uh, completely unrelatable for me. So, so I okay, can only I acknowledge that. that this is a real thing you're experiencing. No, I'm an iconoclast. I, you know, I, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people say they're built different, but they're built similarly. <laughs> And, but, and brother, you built different. I'm saying not a lot of guys have had that thought in their head where they were like, is mint condition related to new edition? I don't think anybody's had that thought. And that's fucking cool. It's yeah. journalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's an uh, issue I deal with. We're all fighting our battles anyways. Uh, what I think about this is, is, yeah, it's like these two guys at the height of their powers. Johnny Gill and Eddie Murphy in the early 90s, bro. It's like, this is it, bro. Come on, the hair alone. Mm-hmm. They're hanging in L.A. And yeah, you know, things might have got um, bacchanalian. And I just think, I think Johnny Gill is like the type of, per- like, only Johnny Gill can shoot a shot like this. Because dudes from D.C., we'll shoot some shots we're not supposed to. That is crazy. I and will sometimes say. sometimes them shits will go in. <laughs> I, I will say, and maybe this is a nice way for us to go to break, is I've never thought about how cool that is that Johnny Gill pulled the Beyonce of an era That's true. being fucking Johnny Gill. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't even supposed to be over there. It's like and a t- somehow he got the, in the room, baddest like, bitch in the room. It's a Tiger-style move where you're like, wow, this doesn't even Whoa. make sense, really. I don't even know how you're doing this, man. This yeah. is like early Nick Cannon. Yeah. We were like, like, that's crazy. Early Nick, Nick Cannon kind of makes sense because early Kim, she was just Paris Hilton's assistant. That's not nah, I'm I'm thinking not, not so much early Nick Cannon, but I'm thinking more the era after we discovered that he could, he could do this over and over and over. Okay. Again. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it was cool when he had like him and then it was crazy when he got Christina Milian, but then he did Mariah and we were that like, was, that was, you're right. You're right. This nigga might be the goat. <laughs> it was amazing. He, he it was might amazing. be insane. Off like a couple songs, off like a song and a half. And what, and not what was even, the half? <laughs> <laughs> I love think we don't all, cost a thing. No, right? No, what don't cost a thing? That's a half a book. That's a book. What? I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a maybe. That's, that's a drum, I don't maybe. know if that's a book. I think Gigolo is a book, and there's Gigolo. No other. Gigolo's a book for sure. Gigolo's a book, one hundred percent, and I don't think he had another one. And yeah. and, and it, a book for the time. We're we're not saying you should go listen to Gigolo now. Yeah, don't. Please don't. <laughs> There's a lot of problematic reasons for listening to the song Gigolo, including the artist that it features. You know but... what's not a problem? <laughs> Always shining with the fresh, fresh clothes. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> spending lots of dough. <laughs> Always surrounded by so many hoes. Hey, it was a good song. The message, the message is still powerful. Don't the- worry about <laughs> him and don't worry about Nick and who were on Ducatis. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. We are long past our time. We're we're gonna be back with more Jamel Johnson and more my mama told me. is not what Johnny Gill or Eddie Murphy said (laughs) when they were involved in possibly a love affair in the late 80s, early 90s. We're back with Jamel Johnson. Let's discuss. Let's let's dig into it. Jamel, okay, so you you hear this in, in your early formative years. 
It is circulating on the radio. It is circulating in your community. When you're hearing this as a young person, do you do you believe it? Are you bought in immediately or are you skeptical until you find yourself seeing the deep Vs later in life? I'm skeptical until later in life. And then later in life, I'm like, I'm seeing that. And then I'm going back and I'm rewatching Eddie movies. And like, he's just one of the wildest kissers. Something mm, about the way he wow. kisses it. Remember when he slobs down Halle Berry and Boomerang? Mm. It's so insane that I don't, I'm just like, I ain't know what to, I'm like, this dude might fuck anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that is, man, that's a very good point. Yeah. He's slobbing her down. Yeah. There's no, crazy. there's no like professional awareness in the way that he was kissing her. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're not treating her like, yeah, obviously we have sexual chemistry and we'll demonstrate that chemistry, but we are, we are not together. We are not actually fucking, uh, I'll give you some sort of courtesy as a human. There's none of that. It's just like pure fucking throat. Slot. Almost like a Martin Straight. Tisha Campbell type of situation. To mm -hmm. it. And it's just like, mm -hmm. whoa, just seeing that again and as an adult, and you're like, well, yeah. I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know what to yeah. think. <laughs> That's fair. That's, that is fair. I, I did some research on this conspiracy theory. And I will say that very little of it actually feels geared towards the root of the conspiracy theory, like how this actually started. And instead is a lot, a lot, a lot of articles refuting and or like addressing the conspiracy theory. So specifically, my personal favorite, there's a 2013 Bossip article and it's Bossip. So y'all already know how they move. But they said gay rumor control. Johnny <laughs> Gill. <laughs> is that a is that a section that they run regularly? Yep, it's, it's gay rumor control colon, which implies that they do this all the time. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> <laughs> you already know how we get down on the gay rumor control. <laughs> Nobody's safe. And this is the best part of it. It's gay rumor control. Johnny Gill finally confirms whether or not Eddie Murphy has been smashing his R&B backs to smithereens. <laughs> it doesn't say that. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. No. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> to smithereens. To smithereens. Backs. Multiple backs. Cream when this thing is back. Just, oh, just no. pulverizing. Smashing his R&B backs. Oh, to man. smithereens. <laughs> what are his R&B backs? Figure, what even is a smithereen? <laughs> I don't know. Is there such I, thing as a singular smithereen? Yeah. Who's I, got I'll, smithereen? I'll tell you who knows Eddie Murphy because he be smashing backs <laughs> <laughs> until they're that. Oh, oh man. Lord. <laughs> So in this article, this Bossip article, they basically are doing their their Bossip recap of specifically an interview Gil did 
with Yahoo OMG News. Remember, this is 2013. Yahoo is still a reliable source for information. But Kevin Frazier, if you guys are at all familiar with Kevin Frazier, he's interviewing Johnny Gill and he and pretty much asks him straight up about how why there are so many rumors as it relates to his sexuality. And Johnny says, if I could tell you why, I sure would have by now. At this point in time, I would have been able to, cur- to cure that issue, to get rid of that issue. I took this for the life of me, never, never understood where, where it came from, why it lasted as it's lasted. Well, I guess this podcast is part of it, but listen, bro. <laughs> yeah. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> I was given this world. I didn't make it. Yeah. Here's where I take a little bit of issue is him sort of being like, I truly have no clue for the life of me how this rumor could have started or where it could have come from. And it's like, bro, you know where the fuck this came from. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like... uh, Ralph Tresvan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ralph might have might, might have played a role. You, or you know where it could have came from. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, because that was the, you know, Johnny Gill yeah. comes in a new edition to replace. Replace. Bobby, and they specifically coin him as the replacement. It isn't yeah. even Yeah. And I mean, Bobby does seem like he could be petty like that. And he was yeah, killing it, too. Bobby, I mean, Johnny <laughs> with new edition, he's crushing. So Bobby's yeah. like, Bobby's got his solo shit, but you know he mad that these niggas didn't fall off. Yeah. But his yeah. solo shit was so hot. But yeah, still, but you know, even still, you know he looking over there like, these niggas still got hits? Man, fuck. Right. I, and I bet Bobby was looking down the uh, down the line a little bit at, at some of them songs, and you're like, all of these ain't, uh, <laughs> all of these ain't bangers after this first album. This is starting to get a little... Uh, <laughs> I don't... I would not feel this. I, I agree to disagree. If I had put out Don't Be Cruel, I would maybe... I would behave in a way as if I could not be touched. Mm, you think, I hear you. I think had I put out Don't Be Cruel at the height of the time where you could also be famous and still smoke or do cocaine, I think my behavior... Oh, man. But I think the cocaine might have made him petty. Just, I'm just imagining him on some, like, David Ruffin. He's leaving New Edition right. like David Ruffin. Like, y'all ain't about to be shit without me kicking me mm. out the group. All right, yeah. we'll see. Okay. And then these and niggas a got a hit. And a new nigga gay. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which does sound like something you would say in the 90s, right? Is, yeah. Is, and that new motherfucker gay. And you just <laughs> let that be a... Be a rumor that everybody deals with. Honestly, that's some shit you say now. Now everybody's gay, right? You can talk to anybody and everybody's gay to anybody. Yeah, and Ralph Tresvant's like, I know, that's why we picked him. (laughs) That's why we like him so much. Here's here's my question about this. Why does it seem like this rumor seems to plague Johnny Gill and not Eddie Murphy? 
That mm-hmm. that was something that I thought about quite a bit. And it actually does come up a little bit in the, the research in that same interview with Kevin Frazier, because he actually says some some more interesting shit that I want to read to you guys as we move along. But to your question, Bori, in terms of the Eddie of it all, Kevin Frazier asked him specifically, yo, why do you think specifically it's Eddie Murphy that you're so sexually attached to? And what does Eddie think about that? And he pretty pretty much says that like Eddie doesn't think about any of this stuff at all that like he he essentially is like indifferent to it he laughs at it he says if anybody were to even bring this up around him he'd tell him he'd smack them with his wallet that like he he just would flex his money and be like bitch I'm Eddie Murphy more than give a shit about uh rumors of homosexuality pretty cool take it's an amazing thing. <laughs> and then you got to think, Eddie, you got to think, Eddie came up under Pryor, right? And right. Pryor, uh, Pryor was fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah. And mm-hmm, I think, and mm-hmm. Eddie's, Eddie's hip to that. And he's like, all right, well, this is like, how, how else am I going to become the Highlander? I got, I got to get me an R&B diva. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And I will say, this does also explain the beef between Cosby and them more. I think because I've never for oh. a second imagined Cosby fucking around with a man and being like open in that way, right? Like right. he he was probably a, and obviously a violent, horrible man, but he mm. was a conservative, violent, horrible man. He was repressed. He was never going to actually explore his sexuality, which is why he turns probably mm. to fucking quaaludes to earn the sexual exploration that he otherwise cannot just get on yeah. his own. The Akuma so, to the Akuma to Eddie Murphy's Ryu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. These and niggas I had to fight in that. the woods. These niggas had to fight in the woods. It was spirit. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas throwing fireballs and shit. Yeah. Fucking bars, nigga. <laughs> you know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This nigga spitting. That was crazy. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say. That was, that was really Keep crazy. in mind, yeah. if Eddie Murphy ever hears this, nigga, I called you Ryu, nigga. You are Ryu, nigga. Don't yeah, think yeah. anything I have said is everybody, you are Ryu, nigga. Everybody knows Akuma is, Bill Cosby's Akuma in this story. There's no, yeah, yeah. it's not You are clearly close. Ryu, the hero, yeah. my nigga. Well, I, I would say Eddie Murphy's Ken uh, and, <laughs> and Richard Pryor's <laughs> Ryu. Uh, okay, in, that's in this in this story in and this then, specific, yeah, that's right. yeah. In this I thought metaphor. you were gonna say Johnny Gill was Ryu, and I was gonna be all <laughs> <over>. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want to read you guys some of the more interesting quotes that happen inside of this interview. He he goes on to say, let me make sure we're clear on something, whether it's being called gay, accused of being gay, accused of a thief, accused of being anything or any or somebody's lying about you and saying something about you that's not true, it just doesn't feel good. I have such compassion for gay people now more than ever, just simply because in some odd way, I've been able to walk in their shoes or to see how they feel and how people treat them and deal with them because of their sexuality. Oh, Johnny. Why you throw the, why you throw the liar thing in there? Uh, yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> the thief part. Yeah. Why he throw the thief part? Is this because of the... Cause doesn't he own the name New Edition? Didn't he pull like a... He pulled a little move on the squad, and I think he bought the name. Is that true? I think that is true. I, that Whoa, might, that's fucking nuts if it is. My mama didn't even tell me that. I just... That was some shit, I think. That might have just been from the, <laughs> uh, the BET joint. Let me see. Hold on. Also, shout out for you actually doing a conspiracy theory that your mom told you. That's no, not my mom's the case. My mom did <laughs> tell me this. My mom is also a woman who thinks everyone's gay. My mom is totally oh, yeah. on some like my mom's got a little more diamond and silk to her than I'd like to admit. And <laughs> I can see that. I think and, the, I think all our moms do. Yeah, like, I was about to say. Was my a- mom my mom thinks Jimmy Butler gay now. My mom thinks Patrick Mahomes is gay. Because of his voice? This <laughs> no, nah, my mom thinks having sex with white women is gay. That's what I was going to say. I think... I, I think if we're really unpacking this shit, every black mother in the world thinks that having sex with a white woman is like a gateway drug. To being gay. You will be gay, gay soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You literally destroyed Bori. <laughs> He's not even capable He's of moving sad. anymore. Oh, this nigga's done. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, man. That's, oh, my that's, God. As far as humor goes, that's my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. oh man! I'm sorry. Read the other clips. I'm sorry. The <laughs> the uh, or was that where we were? Oh no, we yeah. So it's weird that he sort of is making these comparisons of thief and all that other shit. It also bumped me a little bit that he sort of is like trying to squeeze in this "I've walked in your shoes" shit, where it's like I don't know, big dog. I don't think you get to to be yeah. like I've walked in your shoes while. You can't not tell us you're not gay and be yeah. like, but I, yeah, I am gay too, though. Yeah, it's like when people try to be like, so I felt a little bit of racism, and it's like, yeah, oh, it's like maybe chill, big dog. I don't think, I don't think y'all are bonded, especially with the way you've been reacting to it. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Also, they settled. All six members own a piece of the name, but it started with Johnny and Ralph. Johnny and Ralph got it trademarked. It's you crazy. know what's funny That's is crazy. it actually makes sense. And this is actually, a, I think, a pretty fucked up thing about the way the music industry works. But, you know, like any band is only technically owned by the lead singer of that band. So like like Destiny's Child cannot exist without Beyonce. I mean, like, for a multitude of reasons. Sure. Oh. But like they literally can't even like pretend to exist without that person because they own the rights to that thing. Like, fuck, you know, Maroon 5, Adam Levine got to go do, he's the only one that's actually signed on the contract. So he can go do a solo thing, but his other bandmates cannot until they get permission or like essentially get a new contract for themselves, essentially. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. It doesn't work that way <laughs> in the podcast world, though, y'all. Me and Langston are 50-50 <laughs> I want to say it now, so if I disappear, you know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My lawyers are working pretty hard to get those numbers changed, but we are 50-50 for now. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to Johnny kill me. <laughs> 
Hey, but not in a multitude of ways. Yeah, no, the bad <laughs> way. Just the one. Just yeah, the not one. the way that could be confused with love or not, or it could have love within it. So the, the wildest quote that I think uh, that I'm excited to hear both of your reactions on. At one point, Johnny says, I'm going to tell you guys something off the record that I know my girlfriend probably won't be happy with me for saying this. Stop. Which, first of all... Brother. <laughs> You're already in dangerous. Well, yeah, you gotta, you, don't you gotta. Have to, yeah. Why? Are you, why is this how that you stated that? As, and it's it's not off the record, Johnny. You're in a video interview. This is it. This it's is a vi- it's all there's recorded. There's a video. There's a video. Oh God, damn it! What are you thinking, man? It's it's not. He ain't thinking it through. I'll tell you that. But but he goes on to say, but I'm going to say it. When we first got together, we've been together for five years. There were so there was so much stuff floating around. Why are you dating this guy? He's gay, blah, blah, blah. Eddie Murphy. All this stuff is going on. And I'm like, do you believe it? She says, No, I just hear everybody just keep saying. And I said, Let me tell you something. Here's what we're gonna do. Woke up. We got we got the yellow pages. And, you know, I mean, that was five years ago. So we called this guy. He brought out his machine strapped down to a lie detector. What did it Tim? I wrote down questions. I made uh, I, I made her write down questions when the guy called back with the results and we both laying there in bed. Tears came down. I would never want to lay next to someone that might even remotely have any doubt or question of who I am. Nigga, it's just that you might be gay. It's not like you killed somebody. <laughs> this is it's, that's and also not a true story. It's not a true story. That's an it's elaborate fucking... lie. It's amazing <laughs> is what it is. We both wrote down questions. So the lie detector dude is like, Johnny Gill, are you gay? Okay. Johnny Gill's girlfriend, do you think he's gay? He's the only two questions. I don't understand what this <laughs> list of questions could have been. It's like, are you gay? But are you for real, real not gay? gay? All right. Johnny Gill, here's your, here's your first question. Hey, Johnny, here's your first question. Have you had sexual intercourse with Eddie Murphy? Okay. Johnny Gill's girlfriend, here's your first question. Is your favorite color red? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you was lying. I knew you was. Is your favorite color actually Johnny Gill chocolate? Because (laughs) there's a part of me that feels like you was just gassing me up, girl. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh man, some one-sided lie detectoring. Oh, it's like, what are you talking about, man? You got a lie detector to come to your house and you wrote the questions? This is crazy. I'm You're so being glad crazy. It is 2024. I just feel like we could the 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 opposite of a bummer is we could actually get this off. Brother, if this was 1995, we would get kicked out of town. Yeah, oh, they make true. us leave the country. That's it, true. It, we would never work with anybody ever again. again I think there, it, oh, time. I've, Thank God. I feel like we might have some listeners of a certain age who are not going to take well to this. Yeah, that's oh. fair. That this does feel like we're punching down at uh, like two blasphemy. people struggling with their sexuality, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't have the answer. I, I, I'm trying to be better. I, I work harder every day to... To Amen. figure this out. 
I want to be good. I want to be a better guy. And and yeah. if you have an explanation or rather a suggestion for, for where we can improve, we accept that, that option. But for now, we, we three 36 year old men laughing at, uh, <laughs> at our heroes having secret affairs with each other. Only one of these men is my hero. <laughs> Look, you've been a Johnny Gill guy from the <laughs> beginning of the podcast. I always liked Eddie Murphy, but you were like, no, Johnny, that's the talent. <laughs> that's the talent. <laughs> no, I, come on, I, I love Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I also, yeah, I don't, can I say ultimately to round this all out, it's just yeah. fun to talk about. Truthfully, if they were fucking, I really don't care. No, it wouldn't bother me at all. I do. No, I do it think changes nothing about anything that they've ever done. I do think that was the feeling I had more when I was reading all these quotes and interactions between the two of them. Is like it made me sad that this is the game that a fifty-year-old man has to play, right? Uh, more than it makes me grossed out or curious. You know what I mean? Like I truly don't give a fuck. I just wish that. Johnny Gill and Eddie Murphy, respectively, could be whatever version of sexually fluid they've always been. And maybe it's, you know, truly bisexual. Maybe there's some other game, rich people game inside of it that I don't get. But go be free, bro. Don't don't keep being all bottled up and shit. Yeah, Yeah, the the truth to this is we don't know shit about what any of these dudes did. But we do know that there has been a sexual awakening in the streets as of late and you can't act like oh so everybody just everybody just got non-binary this year like nah a lot of niggas in the 80s had to just keep that shit to themselves they didn't yeah. even know they were just like nah nah I just watch Golden Girls yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just a Blanche I'm not yeah it's not hey, I'm yeah. just I'm a Blanche yeah, I, I think that to me is the shame of why Eddie Murphy's comeback, even if he doesn't, if he doesn't ever come back, which I suspect he never will. But even if he does come back, I think that's going to be the only thing that truly could satisfy this distance in his career, right? As a stand-up is like, come on, man, just talk about it. Yeah, I, I truly just want to hear you say it out loud, all the things that we've always wanted to know. But if you just come back with jokes about, like, how the president walks or whatever the fuck it is, I don't need that shit, man. Keep it. I also worry that that's why there will never be an Eddie Murphy stand-up or comeback because, like, even at his height, I don't think he was that. You know what I'm saying? He was never, like, a prior style. Yeah, truly open, opening. Open the, the book and let you... Yeah. So I think that that would be, you know what I mean? He was like, I got some ice cream. Like, that was what the bits were. So I don't think that there's as much of a space for that. And I think he's smart. Why would you want to come back to this? You think I'm going to keep doing this when I get rich? I can't wait to leave this behind. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I, I, I wouldn't come back. I'd stay... My you boy makes be, reggae music sometimes. He yeah. Do this. You think I'm going to be 60 <laughs> eating chicken tenders regularly at a comedy club? That's insane. Damn. Maybe at the crib, huh. not at the club, though. So it seems like, and and well, I'll, I'll hit you guys with one more piece of research and we'll wrap this up. But there is an article that I found that I dare, it's, it's tough to even call it an article at this point, 
but it's something, what's the name of this? Oh, Live Journal. This is from 2005, back when Live Journal wow. was, I guess, a thing. Oh, my goodness. But I found this quote unquote article where Johnny Gill's unnamed girlfriend of the time, who he had just split up with, sort of like comes forward to basically say that the the ending of their relationship was the result of the, his down low lifestyle that he had, she had spent years with him he uh was on the down low and the article claims that Johnny was sleeping at Eddie's house on a near nightly basis and also suggests that Tevin Campbell, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tyler Perry and Shamar Moore are also involved and they tried to recruit Mike Tyson but it wasn't his scene is what they say <laughs> This is where, and I know we got to wrap this up soon. I'm just saying, of course it wasn't his scene. <laughs> That's where this whole thing, I believed it until she said Mike Tyson. That's where and it then I was like, no, this is not true. I was <laughs> like, which one of these brave niggas was going to yeah. walk up to Mike Tyson Shamar and be Moore. like, <laughs> I, okay. Okay. Come on, At man. first, I wanted to make fun of it, but you're not wrong. If there was the bravest man, because Sugar Ray Leonard knows his, he knows boxing too well mm -hmm. to know he's not doing that with Mike Tyson. He's in his fucking prime. You're not taking that risk. Shamar Moore is such a psychopath. He has that unbridled confidence that yeah. that he would do it. And I I bet he he was so gorgeous at the time that fucking Mike Tyson was like, I'm not gonna hit this nigga, but nah. Yeah. It ain't my scene, Shamar Moore. Stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Respectfully, I'm not gonna do to your face what I need to do to what I want to do to your face. Yeah, is, that's your money, and you you deserve your money, and <sighs> you look good, Shamar Moore. But I'll I'll beat your ass if you ever do that again. <laughs> well, I think we did. <laughs> I do think we did it. I think it seems like none of us really feel uh, solid in this conspiracy theory, but we do feel solid that. Eddie Murphy and Johnny Gill deserve whatever love that they want or, or or are having. And frankly, they should spend a little bit more time just being open uh, with themselves rather than repressing it and pretending like this is some poisonous fate cursed upon them. I think, yeah, I agree with that. Hell just, yeah. Just rewatch Haunted Mansion and you tell me what you think. If when you rewatch Haunted Mansion, <laughs> you tell me what Eddie's trying to tell us. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Go watch A Thousand Words. <laughs> just see. <laughs> Jamel, you want to tell the people where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Uh, you can find me at Broccoli House on Instagram. That's kind of the main uh, nonprofit comic on Twitter. We're still over there getting it. And several shows. Uh, it's the Air Buds at Air Buds Podcast for basketball things. Uh, the Brandon Jamel Show for just general pop culture and uh, a little football show called Sorry We Love Football as well. That's me. Hell yeah. Thank you, boys. Go listen to to every podcast Jamel has. Follow him on all the socials. Bory, what you got? Uh, cool Guy Jokes 87 on Instagram. Tour is over, baby. So uh, I'm just down low planning the next one. You know what I mean? I Fuck know. yeah. Rubbing Down low hands for real, together. for real, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 rub I'm headlining comedy work Denver Comedy Works November twelfth. And I have a little bit of extra merch from the tour, so I might put that online here in a couple weeks. So watch for that if you wanted to support and buy a t shirt or something like that. But other than that, yeah, just check the Instagram. I'm around. Hell yeah. Uh November tenth and eleventh, you can see me at the Vermont Comedy Club in in Bloomington. Uh and then November seventeenth and eighteenth. 
You can see me at uh, Hyenas in Dallas, uh, Texas. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. And if you want to send us your own drops, your own conspiracy theories, if you want to tell me who else was in those orgies that was brave enough to talk to Mike Tyson, uh, send it all to mymamapod at gmail.com and subscribe, like, do all the shit that you're supposed to do on all the social media stuff to support the podcast. And that's the whole thing. Bye, bitch. Girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.